This is Jesse Bernhardt. I play for the Chesapeake Bayhawks in the MLL, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. This is Jake Bernhardt with the Whip Snakes in the PLL, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Schreiber. Snyder with scores! Now scores! Paul Rabel splits two and scores! Kylie Elmiller showing off those shifty skills. Kelly, not shy, bounces one home! What a start! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. So I'm here with brothers Jake and Jesse Bernhardt. Both are graduates of the University of Maryland and currently play professional lacrosse, with Jake playing for the Whipsnakes in the PLL and Jesse playing for the Bayhawks in the MLL. Jake and Jesse, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. All right, so Jake, you were a two-way mini for Maryland uh, from 2009 to 2011, and uh, following an injury in 2012, you finished your career with the Terps in 2013. Uh, Jesse, you played with him. You were a force at LSM and played from 2010 to 2013. Both of you were part of a Terps team that had a lot of success in the tournament, uh, despite failing to win it all. How did playing at Maryland prepare you guys for your time in the pros, and how has the adversity you faced fueled your drive as a professional athlete? You know, I think playing at Maryland was a special opportunity. Uh, I think just the way that we handled everything as a program really helped us segue into the pro game pretty quickly, uh, which is nuances and details that you know coach Cottle when he was there and coached me for two years and then having the opportunity to play for coach Tillman um you know things didn't really change too too much um from one coach to the other but I think that it, it just helped a lot of us you know there's so many of us playing in professional lacrosse regardless of what league and it kind of just shows to you know everything the coaches at the University of Maryland did to help us prepare for the uh, professional game. Yeah, I think for, for me, you know, echoing what Jake said, I think just in terms of, you know, kind of the culture and things that were instilled upon us, you know, obviously playing professional, we don't do that uh, on a daily basis. So just understanding how to operate in the sense of, you know, being a professional and, and carrying yourself and, um, you know, taking pride in, in the training and, and the practice process. Uh, being self-motivated on our own, uh, I think having that ingrained in us, you know, playing at Maryland to help transition, um, you know, again, to, to major league lacrosse or professional lacrosse, um, just kind of being able to, you know, manage that on our own time now. And, and listen, you know, as Jake mentioned, you know, we probably have the most guys, you know, playing uh, at some form of whatever league it is professionally. And, you know, at some point uh, in time, a lot of us were on the same team or teams at Maryland, and I think having competition of that caliber day in and day out, um, you know, makes that transition. Not saying that you can't play at a lower level or, you know, maybe a, a more, you know, a less successful team, but just having practice be so competitive and, this, and the teams we play every week be so competitive, I think it makes the transition over to the next level a little bit more seamless. Definitely. I mean, like you said, you know, there's so many players uh, from Maryland you know, playing at the professional level, it's really been a, a great feeder for the professional game. And your, your younger brother, Jared, is uh, heading into his uh, senior season with the Terps. Uh, he was a tour time finalist last year and a huge part of the Terps team. And he even got to wear the coveted number one jersey. Uh, and then you guys played against him as members of Team USA when during a scrimmage. And, you know, Jesse, you currently are an assistant with Maryland. But how has it been watching, you know, your younger brother kind of follow in your guys' footsteps um, and will we see another Bernhardt, you know, turn pro upon graduation next year? I don't know if I can answer that or whatever right now, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some point he will be a pro. Uh, it's just a matter of when. You know, if, 
there's one person, you know, in this world right now, I'm his biggest fan. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch him play every week after, you know, we're, when I'm done coaching at the University of Vermont and just staying in touch with him during the season and just making sure if he has questions and whatnot. You know, I've had an opportunity of coaching him in high school too, so the coaching hasn't really stopped once he left the high school level and and just staying in touch with him and then, you know, just I feel like he's a tremendous player and he's just really exciting to watch and, and that's me being his brother, but you know, maybe that's biased, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, I think for me, like you said, you know, a little unique perspective. Obviously, I'll be coaching him. This will be my third year at school, so I'll have spent three of his four years with him there. You know, for me, it's awesome. Uh, again, obviously, Jake and I were, you know, in college. A lot of the time, he was kind of going through high school, so we weren't always around to, again, watch his football games or lacrosse games in the spring. So now having the opportunity to kind of see him on a daily basis, again, see him practice every day, obviously, you know, be there, you know, for the games and, um, you know, all of, the, all of those times uh, definitely makes it makes it a very cool uh, and unique experience. You know, I think in terms of, you know, kind of carrying on the, the Terp tradition, uh, obviously, like Jake said, you know, just, you know, proud of him. You know, he had a lot of options coming out of high school, pretty much could have probably gone wherever he wanted. And, um, you know, I'd say we probably had some <laughs> some say um, in mm-hmm. that, you know, in the end you know, wanted to do what was best for him or what he wanted. And obviously very happy they chose to go to Maryland. So, uh, again, I think his, his play on the field speaks for itself. Uh, you know, he, I mean, he works tremendously hard. Um, he does a great job. I think the towards on finalist and all those things. Um, but you know, he's going to be a two time captain by the time he leaves. Um, so you know, those are the things that I think are very cool. Again, kind of looking at him as a brother rather than a coach. And then as a player, yeah, you know, we had the, unique opportunity to play versus him with uh with team usa in that scrimmage i'm not sure how many times that's really happened um you know for a set of brothers to get an opportunity to do that and um you know so yeah it's a few times i think maybe once or twice we got we got paired up paired up a little bit and uh he's not shy i mean we've kind of been competing all of our lives again he's a good player so you know you gotta gotta be ready for him it's not uh he's not as little as he used to be anymore so um you know, just something that we had to get a little prepared for, but it was, uh, but it was fun. Again, very cool experience. Have uh, mom and dad there for that stuff. Um, it's just something that, again, a lot of people will never get a chance to, uh, to you know, to have that experience. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I think you, you mentioned his strong work ethic, and I, I think you you can see that in all three of your guys's you know playing careers. And you know, kind of segue into you know some more family. Your father, Jim Bernhardt, um, you know, really instilled that into you guys. You know, his motto. Uh, was pride, poise, and commitment, and he recently uh, passed away this summer, so I want to send my condolences to you guys and your family, um, but yeah, I want to just talk a little bit about him, because you know, he was a two-sport athlete, played football and lacrosse his whole life, uh, assistant coach for football at Hofstra, Brown, Central Florida, Penn State, and eventually the Houston Texans, um, and then until his passing, he was assistant coaching uh, with the Bayhawks with you, Jesse, so how has your father impacted you guys, both athletically and in life, and what are some of your favorite memories spent with your father? Well, I appreciate, you know, what you have to say um, about dad. And, you know, I think this, unfortunately, this uh, podcast is probably too short for us to try to put into words what our dad meant to us. But, um, you know, I mean, he was just a you know, very firm believer in that if you put the work in, um, that, you know, good things, you know, will happen. And, you know, as, as brothers, you know, we had each other growing up and it was 
was um, it was fun. It was you know competitive. You know there was um, a lot of opportunities to learn from just being around my dad because of what he did and being a coach. I mean that was probably you know for me my favorite time to be with him was go with him go with him to work. Um, you know whether that was high school and as we got older and more into the college you know, football scene and just being in the locker room and being able to see, you know, the right things to do and the wrong things to do. I mean, that, that was really, you know, the opportunity that we had as um, young athletes to find players that we would look up to and whether they were, you know, pro caliber guys or even guys in high school. And I think that we learned a lot of life lessons from just being in those uh, situations and also being around some really good coaches too, um, our whole life, and just something that you know, I know I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life, and things that I carry with me to this day, and will carry with me for the rest of my life in terms of um, being a person, but also as a coach. And um, you know, we we're just very fortunate to have um, our dad as our father. Yeah, for me, I think. You know, athletically, you know, you kind of hit on some things all about dad. I mean, dad was, you know, our dad was, he actually didn't start playing lacrosse until his junior year of high school. He was actually a big baseball guy growing up, uh, legendary uh, back in back in Long Beach, <laughs> back in his days for being a, a great baseball player. And he eventually um, had an old coach, uh, the guy who actually was his big mentor that got him into coaching that had him start playing lacrosse and again he had a really late start with it so um and like he said a football guy as well so you know he was the first one to, to really introduce us to it um i think you know growing up most of our younger you know life spent down here in florida you know not as privy to maybe some of the other you know areas in the country with the coaching so he was kind of the guy who was able to introduce us to that and you know, just athletically, again, to grow up in a household where, again, your dad has been a football coach longer than he's been our dad. Um, you know, he very knowledgeable and, and all that stuff, but but not in a sense. He, he rarely ever coached us. Um, you know, he wasn't one of those guys, whether he was busy and just, you know, or just chose not to kind of be more of a in-the-shadows guy. Uh, again, grew up playing, uh, you know, spent his whole life coaching. So, you know, just the fortunate you know, ability for us to kind of be around that. Um, like Jake said, I think, again, for me, I would agree. Best memory is just, again, spending time going to the locker room, again, going to work. Um, I mean, if it was up to me, I would, <laughs> I'd have everybody grow up around the locker room. Uh, again, you learn so much stuff in that, in that kind of environment, not only about sports, but just many other things that I know, like looking back now, you wouldn't have thought then, but that paid dividends now. Um, so definitely some of the, you know, the better memories in that sense. And again, you know, fortunate for me, you know, that kind of wrapped up his football stuff. And, you know, he, he had stepped away from living in Houston. He, he still was actively uh, doing some work for the Texans, you know, up until even this summer, um, just kind of satellite remotely. Um, but it just gave him the ability to be back at home uh, in Florida. Um, so he, he was still staying busy with that stuff. We didn't have him, you know, be on staff with the Bayhawks. Uh, you know, he loved lacrosse, and uh, again, he was a very smart guy in terms of what he did for for, for the football world and coaching, and, uh, you know, he was always up and looking for a challenge, and he was trying, you know, taking a lot of 
his football background and kind of spinning it into how it could help lacrosse. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, why he kind of jumped on board with the Bayhawks. Coach on him have known each other for a while. So, you know, having him, you know, be on staff and, again, just kind of being able to see him, you know, every weekend, uh, you know, come up uh, to Annapolis or just on the road and stuff like that. Again, just a very cool experience to, you know, just have him be there on the sidelines and stuff like that. Again, that's just not everybody gets a chance to do. And again, for guys that didn't grow up in the Maryland area, you know, you get to see your family, you know, during the holidays and the breaks and things like that. And then, you know, obviously, like Jake said, coaching now, living in Vermont and Maryland and stuff, you know, you don't get to see, you know, your family, you know, uh, as often as probably one would like. So, again, to have the opportunity, to, at least during the summer, pretty much every weekend to, to get a chance to just hang out with them and stuff was uh was definitely very cool um so you know we try to carry that uh you know like dad always said football mentality in the lacrosse world mm-hmm. um not in the sense of you know being big meats or hacks or anything like that but you know football guys are, are known for the work ethic and working hard and, and toughness and mentality and things and approach um and again we kind of try to carry that over into our you know playing careers you know in college and then now in the pros and then obviously our coaching careers and I think that's, uh, you know, why I've been fortunate to kind of get to where we've gotten by uh, kind of following that a little bit. So Yeah, no, that's awesome. He definitely left, you know, a tremendous legacy. And my uncle and actually Adam's father-in-law, uh, Jerry Jackson, played with him a little bit at his time in Towson. Um, and he had nothing but great things to say about your dad. It's great that you guys are, you know, kind of honoring him even after his death. So I think that's great. Going off of that a little bit, you guys mentioned, you know, growing up in Florida, which isn't really a traditional lacrosse hotbed, you know, when compared to Maryland or Long Island. Um, how is it playing lacrosse in Florida and how has it been different um, now going back and seeing how the youth game has really grown down there? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's spread like wildfire down here. And it's, uh, I mean, even back then when we were playing, I think it was, it was big and it was too, there was a lot of kids playing. There just wasn't a lot of good coaching, uh, to keep up with the amount of kids wanting to play. And it's, it's not much different than it is now. It's even just multiplied even bigger at this point with the amount of kids playing down here. But, um, you know, going back to when we were, we were growing up, I mean, we didn't really have lacrosse. Um, there weren't a lot of leagues or anything, if, if any, uh, around here. And the only thing that we really did, Dad came home one day and kind of just told us he was signing us up for a lacrosse camp. And uh, it just happened to be Coach Cottle was coming down when he was at Loyola to run a camp at a, a park that wasn't too far from our house. Mm-hmm. And we ended up going, and, you know, we went for, like, three days or so and we that was basically like our lacrosse season and then we put our sticks down for pretty much a whole year and coach Cottle came back in a following year and we went to that camp again and eventually you know he went to the University of Maryland and he kept coming down and and then at that point there were some leagues that started popping up and that's how we had gotten involved more into lacrosse at that point but it's also kind of cool how it became full circle where coach Cottle ended up recruiting both of us to Maryland so it was a pretty cool experience when it when it comes to that but um, as far as the growth down here I mean it's, it's tremendous and you're starting to see you know more and more kids kind of make their way to colleges and you know see Florida you know on these rosters more, more so than maybe when just Jesse and I were, were growing up and you know it's nice to see that and you know hope we 
hope that it continues to go that way because there are some really good players and good athletes. You know, again, it's just one of the things. It's just trying to get more coaching down here and get get these guys prepared for the next level. So it's maybe not as much of a um, giant hurdle once they get there to catch up, maybe to the lacrosse IQ part of it. But um, you know, there are some really good players that are playing on some uh, good club teams and. And you can see that when, when you when you know Jesse and I go to recruit these events that the state of Florida has definitely taken steps forward in terms of talent. Um, now it's just a matter of having guys um, you know produce and you know have great careers um, and and also have great experiences too at the college level. We were the beneficiaries, and obviously can thank our parents for <laughs> for having three boys in the family. Um, because like Jake said, you know, at times, you know, whether it was competition or just availability to have the opportunity to play wasn't always there. And again, our dad always used to tell us, you know, obviously for Jake and I, you know, just being closer in age, you know, I just happened to go and start playing defense and Jake, you know, kind of took the route of being a midfielder and such. But, you know, we were two of the better, you know, players in the area and if not the state and, you know, we could just go to the field ourselves together and get as good of work working against each other as you know we were going to get um you know playing against some some other people and then obviously um i I wouldn't say we would take full credit for jared but uh, i think having the opportunity you know to kind of be around us as we went through the process and just Mm -hmm. you know be much more involved in lacrosse um i think it just gave him a little bit more of an early exposure to it and you know by that time as he was growing growing up I think you know with the tide it started to turn a little bit but I mean I, I still remember in high school uh, and even through middle school it you know lacrosse was it was existent down here but it just wasn't it wasn't what it what it is now and you know if you played lacrosse you essentially were you know you were just you just kind of rolled with a different crew mm-hmm. um, you know, football players you know spring football is a big thing down here so pretty much the whole month of May is dedicated to spring football and if you played football a lot of guys baseball is another big sport down here in the south and in florida so a lot of football guys played baseball and then we also have high school weightlifting in florida so guys who didn't do baseball either were on the weightlifting team or they ran track to help them with football and that's kind of what it was and Mm -hmm. guys who played lacrosse were (laughs) their own unique uh group and Jake and I were really the first, I felt like, guys that broke that mold of we were football lacrosse guys, and there I don't think there really were. That was such a thing. Um, you know, like, what do you mean you guys are, you know, like, yeah, we play football lacrosse. Like, that was a new thing for the football coaches. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I think, you know, as we kind of progressed through, we were able to pull some friends along to be like, hey, you should, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, come come play lacrosse. Like, it's physical. Mm-hmm. It's fast. Um, you know, I mean, you got to get tired of running around a track, you know, every day. And, uh, you know, so come out and do that. And, uh, you know, as Jake, Jake was the, the coach at Lake Brantley High School for a brief stint where we went. And uh, you could just see the, the change in getting more athletes to, to that were football lacrosse guys rather than just guys who played lacrosse. And I think – that's one of the best things that Florida provides is the athlete aspect to it. But you hear on the recruiting circuit, you know, you, you can get good athletes down there. Um, and I think that's just something that's kind of really been a been a big shift. And in some ways, maybe kind of 
taking steps back because a lot of kids do just play lacrosse now. But I think, again, just kind of being able to open eyes and see that, you know, lacrosse is a new thing and it's not uh, it's not infringing on anybody's football season or, or anything like that. And just to kind of make the crossover a little bit, uh, you know, I think those were those were big steps that, again, really weren't, uh, you know, those things weren't really happening before we kind of started getting involved with it. So uh, it's like it's definitely been a, a shift in a good way. Um, you know, we always we always pull for the guys coming from Florida, um, you know, to hopefully represent, I think think we can do better with that in some ways but uh but it's definitely moving in the right direction in in terms of the amount of kids we're playing Mm -hmm. no that that's great you know that that you guys are witnessing the game grow and you kind of talked about how you guys were it was kind of unique for you to be football and lacrosse guys but I think you know like you mentioned the physicality but also just the you know the football IQ translates well with the lacrosse IQ because it is a very strategic game so how is being two sport athletes um, you know, in high school kind of helped you guys, not just in your college career, but now in the pros? I'm pretty passionate about the whole multi-sport thing. strongly disagree that kids play one sport, um, you know, and obviously I'm not going to tell a kid or his parents that they need, you know, to play football or, you know, whatever, but I feel like kids should play other sports, whether it's soccer in the fall or something. Um, the one thing that I think that Jesse and I and Jared all benefited from was the opportunity to kind of like put our stick down and move on to something new and keep keep our excitement for the game alive when nowadays you see kids that are just continuing to just play lacrosse over and over and over and then they get to college and it's not fun anymore and it's a business. Mm-hmm. Being multi-sport guys, I think you know, we just had so much fun with whatever sport we were involved in and we put as much time into you know that sport that we were involved in at that time um and then when the, that season was over we were even more excited to get going with the next season of whatever sport that was so um i just think that being a multi-sport guy mentally gave us an opportunity to stay fresh and just always be ready to play um and and then just not to mention you know just as jesse had talked about the way it just football and lacrosse, you know, obviously there are different nuances to the game and, you know, football is more of a stop and go game and lacrosse is more of a, you know, free flowing game, but there are similarities when it comes to the physicality and just having, just going back to, you know, the saying of the football mentality in the lacrosse world of, you know, not really backing down um, from, you know, physical play and just having the athletic ability to, to go and, especially where we came from, playing in Florida. You know, Jesse and I, we put we play against guys who are, are playing in the NFL right now, you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, I'm always like, I know I didn't make it to the NFL or anything, but I'm, like, proud to say, like, I played against like, that guy in high school football or, you know, Jared played against that guy. And, you know, he's, you know, either in the NFL or he's, you know, top college football player. And, you know, I just actually just put a tweet out the other day, and this goes back to the whole Jared thing. One, some of the best times for me was being able to go watch Jared play football because Jared was probably one of the, the best football players to come out of Lake Bradley High School ever. Mm-hmm. And not to mention just our high school. When he was a senior, he was 8A all, first-team All-State athlete, which is the biggest classification in football. And I'm not going to say it's the best because there, there are good teams in every class, but, I mean, 
we're talking guys that are playing at Alabama now. Jared was in first team all state as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's just like, I don't think people maybe put that in perspective. Again, I'm just very proud of, you know, seeing that and what he was able to accomplish. And, oh, definitely. you know, I don't want to get off too off track here. No, you, it makes a lot of sense because the game is headed in the direction where, you know, you guys are being more respected as athletes. It's not that there weren't athletes in the sport prior, but now that it's going more mainstream, you have guys um, like yourselves or, you know, look even look like a, a Jared Newman who played basketball up until his senior year of high school and then, you know, picked up a stick and now he, you know, he's playing the PLO. It's because athletes can find a way into this game. And even though the sport isn't as mainstream as some of the more popular sports, you guys are still athletes. So I think that's definitely an important point. Going with you, Jesse, um, I mean, you're entering your seventh season now playing for the Bayhawks, not too far from where you, you played and, and now coach. How's it been playing for the Bayhawks organization, you know, your whole career and in front of a local Maryland crowd, uh, especially with, you know, some of your former teammates like Nico Amato? You know, how's that been? Yeah, I've been able to have the good fortune of, like you said, being able to play for the and represent the same team for my whole career, which, you know, is definitely, you know, a unique thing. And even amongst, you know, obviously the, the transition with the different leagues and, you know, teams and things like that. And again, as Jake alluded to earlier, you know, the opportunity to, I played for Coach Cobb my freshman year and to have him, for the most part, be the coach for the Bayhawks for my entire tenure so far. And there was mm-hmm. a pretty good where Brian Reese took over, but Coach was still obviously very involved in the front office and always around. You know, it's very cool. It's it's one of those things where, again, I think, you know, the Bayhawks do a great job. Again, you, you get that definitely community you know, feel so that you, you get a group of people to play for, um, which which I, I think is always, you know, nice. And, again, get to be around a lot of people, you know, who I, who I enjoy. Just, again, their presence and spending time with them. And I, I live in Annapolis. I literally live probably a half mile from the stadium. So, you know, it's, it's all right there for me. Um, but to have the opportunity to get to see Coach Cottle and talk to him on a daily basis, uh, again, he's had such a tremendous impact on my life. So, just again, spending time with him has been been great, and uh, again, we have, we got a lot of Maryland guys on, on the squad, from guys who I played with, to guys who I coached as a volunteer there for a year. You know, like you said, you know, being teammates with Nico Motto, Brian Phipps, you know, younger guys like Heacock and Nick Manis and Isaiah Davis Allen, and mm-hmm. you know, those guys. It's uh, again, it's just a very cool experience, just being able to kind of have that team chemistry, the locker room. Uh, you know, again, that's why, you know, it's, it's something that I just, I'm not ready to give up. And again, having that with guys like that, you know, makes it so much more fun and enjoyable. And, um, you know, you, you get a, a sense of pride playing with those guys. It's not just, you know, an all-star game or anything like that. You know, you already have connections prior. So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's a cool place to play. And I'm, and I'm glad uh, I've been able to, you know, spend my seven years that I didn't even realize was seven years until you reminded me uh, <laughs> on, on the Bayhawks. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to remind you of seven years. Um, and, you know, Jake, you're you're no stranger to some Maryland alumni yourself playing for the Whip Snakes. Um, you know, in the PLL's inaugural season, you guys are in the middle of a playoff push. How has it been playing in this new league and, you know, traveling from city to city each week with the Whip Snakes? Uh, it's, I mean, it's been awesome. Um, I think being able to use, utilize this sport and, and take us places that I never would have imagined 
going to has been uh, just an amazing opportunity, especially this past season. I've been, you know, to a couple of places that I've either spent brief time there or never been. Um, and then just trying to grow the game and get new fans, you know, to the game, which is something that I think, you know, the, what the PLLs is all about. And I think it's been doing a great job with that. But just being able to play with those guys, as Jesse, I think, mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, that some of these guys, you know, I maybe didn't overlap with or play with, um, or some guys I only played with for like maybe a year. Um, or, you know, or there's guys that play with my whole career, which makes it, you know, awesome. Um, and then not to mention with, you know, all three of us, Jesse, Jared, and myself kind of spanning, you know, throughout our Maryland careers and taking up some time there that either I watch guys play with Jared. It's been awesome with the Maryland connection. Just because I maybe didn't play with them um, doesn't mean I didn't know those guys prior, mm-hmm. but – it's just been amazing opportunity, and uh, I look forward to. I know our whole team looks forward to seeing each other every week. Yeah, that's great. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get back into the action. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, welcome back, guys. So now we're going to go into our five and five segment. Um, so I'm going to ask five questions that are lacrosse related and then five that are just related to life in general. Jake, you'll go answer first. Jesse, you can follow up with your answer. But the first question I have is, what is your guys' favorite lacrosse moment when you were at Maryland? Uh, mine probably is in 2011 when we played at M&T Bank Stadium. We played in the semifinals versus Duke. We had pretty much like, I felt like the whole state of Maryland was there. But the coolest part about it was prior to the game, and if you've ever been to a Maryland basketball game, they, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they have the newspapers and they hold it up when they're reading out the other team's roster. And then after every player, they yell, sucks. And the whole stadium was going nuts and doing that. And that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had as a player at Maryland. That's great. Uh, I'll keep it simple. Uh, that was the same one I was going to say. Um, and we didn't converse before that question. <laughs> No, that's great. I mean, that's funny. And I, I'm a Ravens fan, so I, I love the atmosphere of M&T. Like you guys said, there's really no other greater atmosphere for college lacrosse than I think for M&T. So I'm hoping they move the championship back there, uh, you know, in the near future. I know it's been in Philly for a while, but um, I think it's got to go back to Baltimore it's, at some point. But number two I, I'm going to ask is, who is the funniest teammate on your respective teams, the Whip Snakes and the Bayhawks? Oh, funniest. Um... I don't know. I think Matt Rambo is pretty funny. He always has just, <laughs> I don't think he doesn't, sometimes doesn't think before he says things. So I think whatever comes out is it just catches people off guard, which is, um, <laughs> this makes it even funnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have to say probably Rambo for me. Uh, again, this is, these guys are like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, Colin Heacock would be the guy for the Bayhawks. And those guys were a tandem, uh, in college, but, yeah, Colin, like Matt, uh, 
he just always keeps it very relaxed in the locker room. He is an enormous but very goofy young guy at heart. Um, again, just huge smile on his face all the time. Uh, again, he gets guys like Lyle Thompson cracking up, which don't always happen very often. So uh, I would definitely have to go with, with Heacock. Awesome, that's great. Number three, what is your guys' current lacrosse setup in terms of shaft, head, and stringing? Um, well, <laughs> I am using, I'm an SCX-sponsored athlete, so shout out to SCX, and I'm using the not-yet-released SCX Stallion Omega head, and I am, as a shaft, I'm using, uh, I don't even know, I think it's some, it's, a, it's a composite shaft that they have, um, but I'm also toying around with a prototype that I really can't talk about at this time. But I'm an SCX mesh guy, and you know I got I got to go back to the double V's um, when I left college. So pretty much, people should be keeping an eye on your social media in the coming months for any uh, new STX stuff being released. For sure. <laughs> what about you, Jesse? Um, I'm awful with this stuff, so for all the young listeners, uh, just shows that. You don't need to be a gear guy um, to be able to, to catch and throw out there. Um, yeah, to be honest, I'm not really sure, actually. Uh, I think I use, uh, I have to use Warrior now, being an MLL. I believe I use a Warrior Diamond Shaft. Uh, I don't even know if they make them anymore, but it was the best one that they had. The head, um, I believe <laughs> I believe it's a, a burn, uh, but I could be wrong, so don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. Um, and then my stringing. Um, Jake actually has strung my head since I don't know when he still strings all my heads I don't let anybody else string a head for me so however he does it that's how I like it high pocket though no whip Uh, Jake can probably chime in if there's any more details but uh, again high pocket to get the ball off the ground again no whip just gotta be able to catch and throw and get it to the guys who get paid to score goals I like it very old school (laughs) All right, number four, where is your favorite place to play lacrosse been in your guys' careers? Oh, man. Um, uh, actually, this one's easy for me. Um, my favorite place ever to play lacrosse is, well, obviously Bird Stadium, but I love playing in Navy Marine Corps Stadium. Um, you know, obviously playing the PLL and everything, we haven't been there this season or anything, but um, I've always had great memories there, and for whatever reason, I've always played well there. And I don't know if this be just because of comfortability or whatever, but um, that's one of my favorite places. And actually, when we were at University of Vermont this year, we, we played Navy, and the guy I work with, Chris Fife's, we um, we made it a point like we really wanted to play at Navy because we wanted to take our team down there, and felt like it was like we were obligated to take them there and show them what it's like to play in such a historic lacrosse venue. Mm-hmm. So, Navy Marine Corps Stadium. For me, you know, kind of like Jake, uh, I'll give a better answer. Again, a Maryland Stadium, Bird Stadium, uh, I mean, hands down. Uh, but just to give you something different, I'd actually say our high school field, Lake Valley High School down here in, in Florida, I think. Uh, I think for a high school, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome setup. Um, again, you know, it, they, they've turfed it. They're actually just redoing the turf. But, again, I think it's a great place to play high school across. Uh, I would love to have a college team come down uh, and play here. But, again, that's just a place that, again, as brothers, like, 
amount of time like we've spent going there and shooting and things like that um you know it's kind of just our our home field and uh i think it's one of those just kind of always have a special place in our heart um and it's again it's a night it's a great setup so i'm gonna go with like brown high school awesome all right number five last of the lacrosse questions uh you got seven possessions jake you're on offense jesse you're on defense uh with your goalie of choice who wins in the 1v1 matchup and why Trash talks allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm definitely going to use the opportunity that I, I've transitioned from playing offense into playing more D-MIDI role um, in a professional level. So my offensive prowess and skills have somewhat diminished maybe from college a little bit, but um, I'm going to win at least four out of the seven. I would love for Nico to be in goal when I was scoring them too, so... <laughs> I'm going to say, obviously, um, I would take the match. Um, it might, it would be close, but I think from the amount of years going against each other, I would have a decent scout. And, again, my goalie of choice, whoever that may be, would be somebody very confident and comfortable in seeing Jake play lacrosse, and they would have a very good scout and read on him. And I think even if I played poor defense on a few possessions, they would back me up with safe. All right, all right. You guys took some diplomatic answers that I wanted to hear a little bit more uh, brotherly competition, but I, I like it. I like it a lot. Jared, definitely 7-0 for me. Jared, <laughs> he wouldn't score a goal. <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys, now I have uh, five life questions. Um, so these ones are just going to be, you know, just, you know, off the field stuff. Um, but what's your favorite class at Maryland and why? Favorite class? Um, we were both criminal justice majors at Maryland. And actually, when I was there, I was a, I was a teacher assistant. I was a TA for, these, for some of these guys on the team. Actually, Jesse was in the class. Um, but it was, it was called Leadership in Sport. And with uh, Terry Zacker, who she's still there, and teaches these guys and that was a really enjoyable class and a lot of us took it it was a smaller class but um just cool ways of learning about different um coaches and how they philosophies and different books that we got a chance to read so i think that was mine a lot of these is probably not good to have both of us on here because we probably say a lot of the same answers but i'll give you a different one uh like jake said we were both criminal justice majors so again being in the dc area and having one of the the better programs in the, the country, or at least as I was told, you know, you get some awesome professors. And uh, I remember taking a class uh, by a guy, Dr. Gaston, who actually was the warden at Rikers Island for a handful of years. So oh, wow. that, that class was just very cool and interesting. As you can imagine, you know, some classes in college can be very boring. But again, when you get somebody like that up front talking, telling stories and things like that, just very cool. Then going off of that, uh, what is your guys' favorite things to do when back home in Florida? Well, I mean, we actually we love to go work out. We go train at this place that we've been training at. Uh, it's called Davis Training Systems. Um, we go pretty much every morning. Uh, we were just there today. We're actually all home together, so it's a good question to ask right now. And then I think, as we'd all probably say, is we all like to go grab sushi when we're home. Um, we have a place, shout out Bearish Sushi. That's always enjoyable to go and get a good meal. And yeah, I'll piggyback again. Uh, again, Davis Training Systems, that's definitely a stop. Uh, one of the first stops when we're home. You know, always grabbing a bite to eat. And then uh, 
and then I, you know, I grew up with a, a, a close group of friends down here. So just whenever I get an opportunity to come home uh, again, just get a chance to, to see those guys um, that I don't get to see very often now is definitely something that I'm always looking to do. Awesome. Uh, and then piggybacking off of that, you mentioned sushi, Jake. What's your preference? Cook in, take out, or dine out, and what's your go-to meal? Uh, I mean, I guess going back to this whole podcast with just routine and just staying with the work ethic theme, um, I'm pretty regimented when it comes to my meals and meal prepping during the week and just making sure that I'm pretty diligent with that. And I think that's obviously helped with our success and Jesse's the same way. But when I get an opportunity to, so I, the answer is I mostly eat in, but when I go eat out, when I'm home back in Orlando, I like to go grab sushi. But when I'm in Burlington, Vermont, low-key fire pizza places. The pizza is really good, and there's a bunch of different places that have their own kind of spin to it. So I really like pizza when I'm up in Burlington. Yeah, for me, definitely uh, eat at home guy. I'm not a big fan of yeah, I'm not against eating out, but like Jake, I'd much prefer to eat in. Um, again, kind of control what I'm what I'm eating and, and prepping. So again, with that, uh, I'll give you a breakfast go to pretty much every morning is three to four eggs, mixing some kind of veggies. Uh, generally, uh, some avocado on the side and a bowl of oatmeal. Um, that's generally the go to in the morning and. Like I said, I live in Annapolis, so my fiance and I are grabbing something to eat. We got a place over in Eastport, uh, Eastport Kitchen, which is just next to Annapolis, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is our which is our little spot that we uh, we always head up. Okay, my my fourth question is then going off of this kind of what is your favorite activity or hobby to do when you guys aren't playing or coaching lacrosse? <laughs> um, I mean, it's kind of hard. We don't really have a lot of free time, so like we're always like involved with lacrosse somehow. Um, but uh, I think maybe this goes back into the multi-sport thing, but I really enjoy, especially with football season right around the corner, I can't wait for, to watch football season. And I know, if anything, what I really want to do moving forwards is every year when I have either a bye week or something, this is, goes back to what we would do with our dad and going to like training camp and whatnot. I would like to try to go visit another a school, and, a football school, and watch them practice and maybe be in on meetings if I could. So I like to, if anything, I like to, um, you know, still stay involved with sports. But if I'm really getting away from sports, I like going to the, actually going to the beach up in uh, Burlington, Vermont. It's actually a lake, but I call it a beach. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not the most interesting guys in the world, obviously. Um, I'd say most recently for me, my thing to do right now is uh, actually about, it's coming up on two months ago now. I got a German Shepherd. So uh, going for walks with my German Shepherd, Dante, is my, my thing when I'm not coaching or my thing early in the morning uh, pretty much every day just to kind of get out and do something else uh, is going going for a walk, going for a walk with him. So The cool fact about the dog, though, is he's actually served in the Army. Uh he was in some sort. He was uh, over in Afghanistan, and they actually were. He was getting out, so uh, I had the good fortune of, of adopting him. Um, so he's uh, yeah, he's been with me for two months. So that's what uh, I spend a lot of my time doing now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's great that you're able to you know give him a home too. I'm actually in the Army Reserves, um, so oh, I, awesome. I like hearing those stories about 
though the the service dogs um, I you know I haven't come in contact with one myself but I know some people that were handlers and it's it's nice that you're able to you know give them a home after yeah. yeah. All right, final question then to wrap it all up is what is your guys's favorite social media platform? Um, I like Instagram better because I like looking at pictures and stuff. But I'm probably me personally, I'm probably better at Twitter. I don't know why. I don't know what the reasoning is, but maybe hot takes. I don't know. Well, I, I liked your uh, your Connor Fields tweet from the other day uh, to ESPN. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty pretty funny when you tweeted at them, and he ended up making the top plays. But I think he should have been a little bit higher, honestly. Yeah, I think that was excuse my language. I thought it was bullshit. You know, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm going to be a realistic athletics fan and the one that was number one was the alley-oop that was like between the legs off the backboard and then the guy caught it and you know hammered it and like that's really that's really athletic that's really impressive so like I can see why that's number one but no offense to baseball and I'm a baseball fan but I mean how many times are you going to show the same highlight over and over of a guy catching it from diving from the outfield while Connor Field just not to mention lefty player turned the corner one-handed righty and hammered it home off the pipe and there's I, he made a guy fall. yeah and he made a guy fall like, yeah he made Apple fall over and Apple's one of the better defenders no, in the league <laughs> yeah exactly like you know if that was someone dunking over somebody in basketball it would be one or two so it's it's not much different that's just my opinion but uh, that's my that's my take. I think I'm better at Twitter, but I like Instagram more. Gotcha. What about you, Jesse? Uh, Jake is hands down by far better with social media than I am. Much more active. Uh, Jesse sucks. I'm, yeah, I'm not good at Partly because I don't want to be good at it. Um, I just, I have, I have, them. I'm not, uh, I'm not against them, but I don't know. I just, I guess more so personality. I just never really got into being, I mean, I have posts and things, and if there's something I feel strongly about, like, I'll throw it up there, but I'm definitely not very... There's definitely probably huge gaps between my posts. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I have a preference. I'm definitely much more of a, of a window shopper. Like, I just like reading the tweets. I like looking at the, you know, the, the posts and the videos and stuff, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm an active, uh, you know, active social media, you know, um, poster or anything like that. So, yeah. I like... Big said, I think it's something that you know it's kind of the way of the world now. But uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not really good at it. So <laughs> yeah, no, nothing nothing wrong with that. Um, all right, so that's our five and five. Um, I like to end though with a, a final question for you guys. Um, this is more for you know the youth players out there. Um, what is one piece of advice that you want to give youth lacrosse players that are you know have aspirations to play at the professional level? My my advice, and it goes into the podcast, is enjoy being a kid and growing up and play as many different sports as you can just because it's going to take you much further um, you know being one one trick pony and just being a lacrosse player is not the answer or end all be all to be a professional a lot of the guys who play professional lacrosse play another sport growing up I'll go a little bit more specific lacrosse I would say for the young lacrosse players out there uh Go to camp. Go to lacrosse camp. Um, don't just join a team because you want to be on a team and play games. Learn how to play lacrosse. Um, that would be 
number one. And then number two would be, I think, again, the more and more I see just longer I coaches get a stick that you can throw and catch with because the amount of kids we see that create bad habits for themselves that you spend more time trying to undo rather than teach because they're compensating because of a poor stick, whether it's strung wrong or they don't take care of it. Um, again, I would say you make sure you have a stick that, again, can do all the fundamental things and you're not compensating and, and giving up and creating bad habits for yourself because those are a lot of the things as coaches that we look for that, again, don't bode well for guys. So I would say those two things. Go to camp, learn how to play lacrosse, stick is your most important thing that you can use while playing the game so make sure you have one that you take care of and, and then that, that works you yeah, know that's awesome I think that's kind of encompasses everything you know like being an athlete playing multiple sports so you don't get burnt out and like you you mentioned Jesse too just being able to you know um go to these camps and and like you said be able to use the stick and and understand how you you can string it in a way that you know, suits your needs, because I I know that is an issue that a lot of youth players do run into when they're first getting into the game, so good advice from both of you guys. Um, Well, this has been great. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this as much as I have, and uh, hopefully our listeners have enjoyed this too. Um, Really appreciate you guys coming on, Um, and, you know, best of luck in your respective seasons going forward. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, and let us know if you ever want us back. Yeah, we appreciate it, and, uh, yeah, listen to Pro Lacrosse Talk. No, definitely. I appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, you're our first uh, brothers that we've had on the podcast, and we're looking to do that more, and we'll definitely have you guys back on again, um, especially if you guys bring home the championship in your respective leagues. So um, we'll be rooting for you guys. No pressure. Yeah, no Thank pressure you. at all. <laughs> all right, take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So you just heard my conversation with Jake and Jesse Bernhardt. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to those guys. We wish them the best of luck as they head towards the final stretch of their lacrosse seasons. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, Please subscribe, leave us a review, and let us know what you thought. We look forward to your feedback every week. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk.